0: I think if you're going to accuse me of rambling, you need to get to... Uh, Use words. Use words.
1: Ooh.
0: <coughs> Ooh. Yes. Mm. Oh, Boo! Yes! I can't, can't believe it, Pete. Um, we are still here... Our listeners growing into almost double figures. It's an emotional time for us all, Gaff. This is the funny-looking pod number three. Mythical episode number three. Um, And uh, this this is going to be... uh, This is going to be fantastic. And may I make a pledge at the start of this podcast? Please do. Because
2: I listened to the second one and I giggled like a schoolgirl in the background for the majority of it. Yeah. And this one, I'm going to be incisive, I'm going to be offensive, yeah. and overall, I'm not going to come out of it looking like a racist. They're my three pledges. What are we talking about? We have been to
0: see the genius, Stuart Lee. You've been off excess malarkeying here in Manchester with your young person city centre living life. Certainly have.
2: You had kids too soon, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: It ruined me. Um, podcasting. We talk once again in the, about the internet world of podcasting. You tell us a little bit more about this creepy thing you've been listening to on the internet as well. Ah, uh, Mr. Brian Gittins. At Brian Gittins. Follow him now.
2: And then, in a bit of a scoop, you rope in a showbiz friend for a little bit of a chat.
0: Oh, yes. It, it's, that's our interview uh, with the, 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 the one and the only, the irreplaceable Mr. Arthur Smith. See, that's the sting.
2: That's that. That was that, that
0: was that. <laughs> I do other stings. Please don't. Are we a bit stuck in our themes? Because last time we were talking after seeing Richard Herring, and this time it's Stuart Lee. Uh, maybe we could talk about the actor Kevin Eldon. <laughs> I love Kevin Eldon. Is it something about the 40-something
2: comedians? (laughs) I think it's because I've not really watched any comedies since about 1997.
0: Is there anything washable since 1997? Nope. Uh, Right, and that's the end of podcast three. (laughs) Especially not. Now, Pete, we we did go and see Stuart Lee, but unlike Richard Herring, we didn't go together.
2: We didn't. I think we've been spending too much time together as it is. You now come to my office every day and berate me, whereas I used to be the funny, sarcastic one. You now think you are the funny, sarcastic one. Mm, I don't think it. Oh, clever. Very good. Just an example
0: of what I have to put up with every day. I keep quiet. Um, so I saw Stuart Lee a couple of months ago in Liverpool. And I took
2: my lovely girlfriend Claire to see him uh, a couple of weeks ago in Salford Lowry. And as we've
0: said... It's not with us tonight, but uh, everything's a bonus since that. meant We didn't have to suffer her cooking or her opinions. No. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. What? But I'm keeping it in. <laughs>
3: thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Hello, uh, I'm Stuart Lee. This is Stuart Lee's comedy vehicle. Let's off road.
1: Now, tonight, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the global financial crisis, but there may be a problem with that. Basically, this won't go out until about three months uh, after it's recorded and the speed at which things are deteriorating, uh, the viewer at home may not have a home to watch
2: this in. <laughs> the time it goes out. In fact, this likelihood is that you're, you're pressed up against the window of an electrical goods shop, just going, oh, and, and shivering and wondering how someone could be so insensitive as to try and do jokes about the global financial crisis. Meanwhile, look at these people in the past, happy. <laughs> the sophisticated London audience, out of their mind on eels and whelks. Look at them.
0: OK, Stuart Lee, Carpet Remnant World. The massive tour Uh, It was like, I I, I did think that when we booked it in and when we'd arranged that we were going to talk about it on the mythical episode three, that it would be the end of the tour and we'd be talking about something that was going. But no, it's absolutely huge. But similarly, I bought tickets for this quite early on in my relationship
2: with Claire for a present for Christmas. And I thought, well, I'll keep these tickets because if it does go wrong, at least I've then got the two tickets. Whereas with the Daniel Kitson tickets, Mm. I have gifted them to her. She's carrying them, so she has them on her person. Ah, oh, well, I've so got. So that's a show,
0: that's a show of. I've got a show of affection, isn't it? A show of love. Uh, I've got a, a Daniel Kitson ticket, so maybe I'll end up going with Claire and a friend. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It is just every every tour is is really honing the Stuart Lee act that <laughs> he's getting quite good at. Uh, yeah, ultimately, if you've not seen Stuart Lee, what he will do
2: is. Be very grumpy, yeah, and uh, demand a lot from his audience. You will sit there trying to second guess him to be smug about it, and then yeah. he'll take it a different way, and he'll berate people yeah. and he'll pull apart his jokes, and it's just an amazingly scripted piece of.
0: He did that in theater. your gig
2: too. I thought it was it was all <laughs> shtick off the top of his head, and he he was that grumpy on his last DVD as well. But it's so well done and there's definite massive jokes in there and massive laughs there's in there.
0: loads of huge giggles and it is that brilliant indescribable uh, I couldn't we can't repeat any of the jokes not that we would because we're not here to, to uh, tell the best jokes steal people's material we have no material of our own that's why we watch comedy we're not we're not out there doing it I've got it. that sort of sexist stuff where I do about my girlfriend yeah, and and you really <laughs> should stop the racist <laughs> stuff at work um, <laughs> But that, that's your stick Um that, that there are so many giggles all the way through it, so many big laughs, and, but every time, every time you know that he's corralled you into this it's such a masterful uh, structured piece um, this this whole end of Act One, which I say months ago now, recalling it where we was just pushing us into this comedy cul-de-sac of disappointment Well there's the fake end of Part One, isn't there?
2: Which I've just ruined for you, but <laughs> It doesn't ruin anything. No. And if you've not been to see him yet, where's he no. going? He's going to Scotland next. So we've got no Scottish listeners, have we? No. So that's fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. Wolverhampton, not a real place. So, <laughs> Malvern, Water, it's not a place. Bedford. But if you want to go see Stuart Lee, all his gigs are on his website. <laughs> it's a good website. Also on his website, there is the massive document he's pulled together of people slagging him off on Twitter and on the internet. Yes, And at 40,000 words, it's a night in. So it's very (laughs) enjoyable. The man who claims to hate Twitter because he doesn't want people to know where he is. And then on the way home, you just see
0: endless people on the tram tweeting about him, thinking (laughs) they're being funny. He's got that brilliantly um, hunted look in his eyes when uh, I, I lumbered up... Following, hit you know about how many hundred people before me in the queue afterwards to get my uh, get my DVD signed. It's just like yes, yes, take your photo, keep moving. I want to <laughs> get home like a pint, uh, <laughs> but very gracious about it. Really, um, I, I did find it interesting that I recognised in Liverpool some of the diehards in the Stuart Lee merchandise, and actually the merchandise, um, the DVD, what. what? I can't which, which one did I buy? Vista Fun. Right. So I bought Vista Fun. Stuart Lee, five pound more expensive than Richard Herring. And Richard Herring's meant to be the poor one. And 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 so, but obviously he knows we're gonna. The diehards are gonna buy it there to get it double signed. Five pound more. Good on you, Stuart. You know, well done there. So he's not. He's not. Got a new show for Edinburgh. He's returning this, but since we. The last podcast he's got two series commissioned thankfully that should stop him moaning about the bbc not committing to him <laughs> that's going to wipe surely that's going to wipe out half of his material i think it is it's brilliant though that he
2: is getting on tv yeah because after the first series went out and it was it was lambasted by a lot of people it was given the time to go away and he brought that to the fore with amanda ilanucci and it, it was it's just been brilliant it's really, really excellent.
0: But isn't it that balance? I don't want him to be <laughs> successful and wealthy. I want, to, I want the exclusivity of knowing <laughs> that, that, that he might be poor and miserable, but he's my poor, miserable, brilliant comedian.
2: Well, that is the other thing that he will bring out of all his audience, the fact that because you feel like you're getting it, that you are somehow better than the average fan. <laughs> and you go home and you put BBC <laughs> Two on and you sit <laughs> there going, well, this isn't Stuart Lee. And I've seen Stuart Lee on tour at least three times and I laughed at all his jokes.
0: Um, I'm not That's one. my impression of you, by the way. That's very good. Thank you. No, I'm no, not no. watching Russell Howard, the comedian Russell Howard. <laughs> so definitely, definitely Stuart Lee. Really, uh, start, start his website. There's loads on there, loads of the archive, loads, loads of videos. Uh, go and see this this it's like a cliche, isn't it this masterclass. Uh, plenty of opportunities.
2: I would say though, if you're listening to this podcast and you've not been to see Stuart Lee, yeah, you've got to do you do something wrong <laughs> in life and as an individual um and there's also loads of DVDs out there that you should buy and again, stop li- turn this off and go and buy some. Is that yeah good advice sage advice a very
0: good advice. That's Stuart Lee. I love. A good man. He is a very good man. But is his wife a more natural comedian? I'm not asking you because you're a misogynist. (laughs) Pete, for for the mythical episode three, there's a theme emerging here uh, because um, you went off to see some comedy without me. I think I did invite you, but you were probably busy with your stupid family who you love. Stupid kids. Um, uh, yes, love the lovely Libby. Uh, Libby and Ned, who did feature on, as an as a, a Easter egg in our Easter podcast. You didn't even listen to the end, did I you? I did listen to the end. Uh, uh, on, I on, sat fruit. On... 50 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> it's not, I'm never getting that time back. <laughs> so you being the Mancunian uh, city centre dweller, uh, where did you go? Went to uh, Excess
2: Malarkey, which if you live in Manchester you will know about. It's a fantastic comedy night that takes place in Fallerfield at the Platte Chapel, uh, which is a lovely little venue. They serve delicious ale. I had a good amount of ale. Very but I can, good. You know, a solid amount of ale.
0: See, I uh, the mythical Excess Malarkey. Not been for years. Not been to Platte Chapel. There's. It's. It's again. If you're fan of comedy a comedy nerd it has got this reputation of being the one of the comedians comedians the theme emerging gig um but i do love how homespun it comes across you know i love getting me little tweets about the paninis two pound of well. panini seems a bargain but then we're not here we're not a we're not a food uh you know, i like to be uh, a food podcast what who did you see
2: um, well, it was the live recording of Michael J. Dolan's address to the press show. Right. So it was a little longer than you usually get from the headline set because you'll get. So we had a compound, we had a local comedian, and then we got on with Michael J. Dolan for a good hour. We were told numerous times to turn our phone off because we would recu- rec- ruin the CD recording, and I did that, Gav. Yeah. Safe to say. Um, and it was it was an excellent hour of a very grumpy man telling us why life was terrible. <laughs> But what's the difference between staying at home? Oh, it was, it was really good. There was many, many funny lines. Um, if you don't know Michael J. Dolan, he was the, he got to the semi-finalists
0: in the Radio 2 New Comedy Awards. And he also, because X's Malarkey have got a good podcast, which is a good balance of a few words from comedians, but also you know, snippets from their shows. And he, uh, I think he was actually selling this gig on one of the podcasts recently. And I, I, did, I did laugh along with him.
2: In a way, it's, it feels quite harsh to put him up against Stuart Lee in this podcast. Because <laughs> obviously, one's a master. No one's comparing. No, really? I'm not. But um, Will you? No, oh, that is bloody harsh. I was booing. He like Um So, it is very grumpy, stick. It is very Dylan Moran, very Jack D. But it's still, he's got his own take on things. And he, he slags off things that I hate, Gav. <laughs> he slags off cats. And.
0: He wears glasses like you. Sweet sixteen, super sweet sixteen. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a
2: program on MTV. You will hate it. Your daughter will love it, oh. but then she will get expectations of you that you cannot fulfill.
0: Oh, I'm a bit heartbroken that I just don't know what you're talking about. That's well, what I'm we'll stuck. Explain on. off air. Um, and he does, um, <laughs> he does go on a bit of a rant
2: about sharing fantasies with his girlfriend, one of which ends <laughs> up with him killing her and put, and burying her in a grave. And that's the moment where Claire turns to me and goes. I like him. I think he's really funny. But I think he hates women. And, you know... Is that why you get on? <laughs> no, I don't hate women. the way he appeals to you. No, but it was excellent. And I would, I would definitely recommend whenever this CD comes out. I could have done some research here
0: and told you when it's coming out, Gav. Okay. Thank you. But I've not done that. I'm well, not... can, can we go to Excess Malarkey? Well, can I come with you? Well, yeah, there's a lot of
2: good stuff coming up. Um, uh, we could go and see... On the 29th of May,
0: Simon Donald, who is the creator of Viz, wow, and yeah. Michael
2: J. Dolan is
0: supporting him. So, oh, let's have a look. I need to get permission from home, but I'm up for that. Let's let's in pod- the even more mythical podcast for. We'll find out whether I got permission to go out. That's a nice. That's a hook. Yes, on a school <laughs> night. Keep these losers coming back. <laughs> so um, that's XS Malarkey. Uh, they
2: they Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, yes. Usually, they do other occasional other gigs, but it's mainly Tuesdays. Flat Chapel. Yep, and it's three pounds to get in, which yep. is a bargain. Amazing. And if you no, it's three pounds if you remember, oh. and a membership's five quid. Okay. So you'll earn it back. Yeah.
0: You know, come on. Fantastic Holly Walsh coming up. Joe Lycett, very funny. Um, Ray Peacock, yeah, uh, on the twelfth of June. I like. I do like Ray Peacock. Is uh, wrong but right. <laughs> And also the Excess Malarkey uh, podcast as well is a good one to follow up. And we'll pick up on some more podcast tips like we know what we're talking about <laughs> a bit later.
2: Now the part I've not been looking forward to, Gav. Why is that? I'm terrified of this section. Okay. If you are of a nervous disposition, dear listener, yeah. sit down, have a cup of peppermint tea, and strap in. Ooh. Gav, yes, you're going to talk to us about Brian Gittins. <laughs> We're
0: going to try Brian Gittins. Brian Gittins, uh, to me, Brian Gittins is everything that I've been looking for <laughs> in comedy, and in a life partner. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Right, Brian Gittins has is um, oh, he struggles? He struggles at comedy. We uh, chat. He gets some challenging gigs, I'm sure. Uh, but like a genius, like a trier. God loves to try it. Uh, he's now got his own podcast, but a quite unique podcast. Uh, Spreaker. S P R E A K E R dot com. Spreaker dot com. That's the traditional spelling of Spreaker, yes. Like Speaker with a P. Uh, and if you search for Brian Gittins, Speaker's
2: got a P. It's like speaker with an R, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, search for Ryan Gittins,
0: which is B-R-I-A-N-G-I-T-T-I-N-S. And you will come across just this range. There's nowhere to start. I don't think you should start listening back at all. The best thing about it is this is live podcasting. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter or you uh, sign up to this, you get an email to say uh, there's a podcast coming. And, and, and Brian regularly uh, uh, updates it. And, and then it starts. And Brian talks. But the main thrust of this is that people Skype in. Uh, and it's just brilliant.
2: I would liken it, Gav, to sort of talk radio. <laughs> but the listeners aren't football fans. No. They're sort of murderous <laughs> taxi drivers. Um, I did enjoy it, but I didn't know why I enjoyed it. And then I had to have a
0: shower afterwards. <laughs> it just felt grubby. Yeah, it is... It is. Um, it's very open, very inviting very he doesn't doesn't want any knobs or pricks. Some people do in. try and ruin it. they do uh, but I don't think you know, anyone will ever get the the better of Brian because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, people call in he loves a regular caller he loves people he loves a chat um, he, we got there's some brilliant regular listeners and callers and there's a chatting room um, Peter the robot regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Skypes in. Gus the Fox. Gus the Fox. Yeah, Gus the Fox. If you're a follower of Gus the Fox on Twitter, Gus the Fox is a fan of Brian Gittins' uh, show. I think the best way to explain this is to play
2: the clip where you phoned up while your wife was trying to get to sleep, my boss,
0: <laughs> and then yeah, and uh, if you listen, she thought I was talking to another Brian. Uh, what what she happened to be doing was being part of a live comedy nerd. Uh, podcast to about a hundred people. <laughs> come on, the topics are haunted house, insects, and
1: hate. Okie dokie, <laughs> insect. Come on, I thought I thought insects would be a bit of a hot topic, but it isn't. So I wonder if someone out there has got a good anecdote about a bug. Has anybody got a good anecdote about a bug? Right then, okie dokie, we have got 18, 23, fucking hell, 22 and a half. We are are exactly halfway through the show. Good evening.
0: Good evening, Brian. (laughs) And here we are. Who's that? I'm on the phone. Who is that? Here. That's my wife. She's I complaining. Was, I thought
1: it was a different. Brian.
0: Which yeah. Brian? It's Brian Gittins. <laughs> Who is that? I'm sorry about What's that. What's her name?
1: Uh, this is my wife, Kathy. Oh, please don't get me involved. Uh, Come on, uh, Kathy. Come on.
0: I can, I What's she doing? I
1: apologise. Kathy. Cathy?
0: Brian wants to speak to you.
1: Cathy? <laughs> I really don't want to be part of this. Kathy! No, don't do anything cruel to me. I have nothing to do with you and what's going on with your little world. My little world? I can't speak to him. He's <laughs> strange. Kathy! What's your name, Kathy? Uh, Kathy's gone. Kathy, goodbye. That's it. So that didn't that didn't quite work, but it doesn't matter. You know, I'll be I'll work my magical ways on Kathy. (laughs) Ring up Kathy and let's you know let's talk about let's talk about insects and blue bottles and how we interact with them.
2: I would ask you how Kathy responded to that Gav, but the fact that I saw her the next day and she wasn't particularly happy at work (laughs) and therefore made my life worse. Yes. I can only um I can only thank you for your neglect to your
0: marital. It was all right. We we have both phoned in uh, subsequently, and we've had friends as well call in. Um, I'm not going to phone in too much because I'm just I'm so boring compared <laughs> to so many of the other callers, the regular callers. Uh, but but I, I could, it, 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 one of the bonuses of of doing some work in your wife's office is that he does a cheeky little little dirty afternoon live podcast. Uh, again, you get you get your little email, and there, off he goes. Uh, they pop in, but of course, because it's all online, there you can listen back to them. Uh, I really would uh, just just have a listen to this. You might recognise him if you do some searching. He um, there's plenty of videos on uh, YouTube. Um, obviously, previously Brian has worked a lot with Angelos Epithymia. uh Comes from a very similar place, uh, though he has ch- recently changed his backstory, and uh, also Brian Gittins. Um, uh, appears, shall we say In a couple of Ricky Gervais pieces as well um, And uh, it, it's a very entertaining Very different uh, And, um, you know, I think we could be at the start This is going to go national I see this on six music <laughs> Within five years <laughs> um, So if you
2: do have a go and you hate it Blame Gav, don't blame me I didn't hate
0: it Spreaker.com, Brian Gittins follow Brian at Brian Gittins on Twitter and you won't regret it what what do you want want to call this section (laughs) I love how you slowly lose faith in
2: me every time we do this (laughs) no and now for an exciting little feature moving on from Brian Gittins something good you can listen to on the internet let's talk about some other things Gav you can listen to
0: on the internet it's the new way we'll call this section it'll catch on podcasts yes of the podcast yeah and you're still laughing at that so (laughs) maybe i am wrong we we are what is it we are obsessed with podcasts are we or Um, are we at the cut and thrust of new media or we're just
2: lazy i think it's a little from column a a little from column b and a little from column c it's mainly because i can't really handle the rock music in the morning on the way to work so i need some conversation
0: Nobody will talk to you So you will uh, listen in to those Downloaded podcasts There's no rush You've got your little mm. app mm. On your iphone uh, the, da- the Downcast app the Great that's, app That's a good recommendation that of,
2: That's a wonderful We should get on that We never will <laughs> Too cool <laughs> <laughs> What are you listening to in a minute? Um, well, aside from the usual brilliance of the Bugle, which is the number one podcast ever, yeah. um, Pappies, which we've mentioned previously, mm. Bangers and Mash, and Flat Slam have been excellent recently. Let's say that. Um, there's a few things I want to draw to your attention, Gavin. Yes. The first one is uh, for the comedy nerds out there,
0: our listenership. Yeah. Um, and it's called the Comedians Comedian. Don't podcast Don't steer them away. They don't listen to the end as it is. They'll be off download. Tell what was that one again? The Comedians Comedian podcast. I'm there, you add that. Add it, there you go. Add it. There you go. And it's the Stuart Goldsmith, who is a comedian,
2: and he's talking to some of his chums, and it's very technical, and it's all about how they come up with their stuff, and how they make their sets, and what they do with their set lists, and just how they develop their shows and develop their ideas. Um, there's a really, there's been three so far, and the third one with Dan Altopolsky, who I think is a, is a great man, was really, really interesting and really
0: insightful. Um, so i definitely get on that. You say he's a great man, but you also say definitely do this. you can't be that great. Uh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit left field. Actually, it's a bit of a popular one. I'm a big fan of the Daily Bacon, Richard Bacon. Right, you get good interviews, loads of policy, politics, policy, politics, lots of insight in the media, but he's also very funny. he's little asides inside and out, just for the podcast heroes that listen. Uh, it's a good balance of uh, lots that makes me laugh, uh, a lot um, that I can uh, keep up with things. So, the Daily Bacon is a, that's a, that's my recommendation. Okay, my okay? go. on, um,
2: There's another great quiz-based show, a bit like Flat Slam, which we recommended last time, but this time it works as a quiz, which I like. Um, it's called International Waters. Uh, it's a bit US-centric, but it pits a team of US comedians against a couple of UK comedians uh, in a quiz. Uh, there's been a couple so far, and Josie Long was on the first one, and Tom Parry right. from Pappy's been on it, and Dan Andpolski, who... It, is, is there something you want to tell us? Dan, if you're
0: listening, okay. um, just get in touch. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Miss you. I'm going to recommend Do the Right Thing. Another quiz, baited very loosely. Uh, lots of comedians get around, chat, um, and outdo each other. Lots, uh, you know, a lot more random than the, the quite scripted TV style uh, chat c- quiz approach do the right thing podcast uh, danielle ward michael leg and margaret cable and smith are the regulars mm-hmm. uh, of that and then they get in some really kind of top-notch people uh shappi Sandy, uh al murray uh being part of that um the the, the brilliantly funny rich fulcher which, which uh you know you, you all know who he is uh tom Tuck, scott capuro they're obviously pulling in some really uh, big hit- hitters on that. Those are all. That's all from uh, Series One, produced by producer Ben of uh, Pappies. Interesting. Did he ever listen? I hope he did, Ben. Um, if you are listening, Ben, I love you. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? One more from each of us. Uh, okay. Well, we'll go
2: for a big hitter. Richard Herring has got a new podcast. He does a lot of podcasts. He does a lot of podcasts. Unfortunately, this one isn't him playing snooker with himself. Oh, that was. I didn't. I didn't get that.
0: So the long slow breakdown. Uh, which one? Which one's this one? The Richard Herring... Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Which is an extension of his brilliant Edinburgh podcast. Uh, and he's already got a list of stellar people. The first one had Tim Minchin on. Tim Minchin. And Tim Minchin was fantastic this week on um, Desert Island Discs. Certainly was apparently he was. Uh, I was probably asleep. Uh, uh, well, it's it's listen again. It's a podcast. It's downloadable. That was a, that was a good one. Desert Island Disc is good for for comedy because you've got, you got know, twenty more or more years worth. You can scroll back oh. and hit some fantastic comedians. Yeah, the all. Danny Baker one. The Danny Baker one was fantastic. Oh, that was yeah, that was that was a bit. I uh, just listened to a Dame medner Everidge one, and then from a few years after that, uh, uh, Barry Humphreys. and uh, that was those are good here to listen to uh, well that's a bit of a side well, my last recommendation um, there's, there aren't any for new ones coming up but they're really worth listening to if you haven't already uh, uh, Robin and Josie's Utter Shambles again just brilliant brilliant guests Mark Gatiss and Alan Moore Stuart Lee just a shambles they sit and they chat very much the inspiration for us except they're much more successful alright speak for yourself Um, there's a lot of tips there
2: what we'll do Gab is we'll put them all up on the funny looking pod Twitter which is that funny looking pod you can do that and then if you've got any recommendations just tweet us back that's what the kids do now isn't it it's the 90s that's good and we'll
0: put some links up for that and this podcast should you should be able to subscribe to finally it is our aspiration to get our podcast up and through iTunes and other uh, subscribable routes because we want to be out there (laughs) Next
2: up is uh, you talking to somebody famous, and actually, yeah. I'm impressed with this. I've been impressed with the people you spoke to previously, but this—bit of a
0: coup, my friend. Mm, I very much enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, th- this is my chat with Arthur Smith. Um, I exploited the uh, previous connection, and um, yeah, yeah, it was a really, it was a really good chat. Um, just about him and his process, as per usual. This is the edited version. Uh, to fit into the podcast, but very quickly we'll put up the full, full uh, conversation because I think it's really worth listening to. And the, and the good thing is I've learned to, to to stop talking and let the guests talk. Soon you will give me that privilege, sir. <laughs> uh, nobody's clamouring for that. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that. Here's here's a uh, funny looking chat to Arthur Smith. Well, I'm sitting here with a nightmare of Balam and I was taken on a a frankly illuminating and quite darkly frightening tour of the environs of
3: Balaam. Oh yes, that's true, the bowling green.
0: Uh, Yeah, that that, that was fantastic. And um, uh, of course I'm here with the one and only Arthur Smith. Thank you very much. Gav,
3: I'm delighted to be here. Uh, Often in common with my mother, I like to speak in a formal fashion as though I am officially welcoming People to start well, I
0: would say that as we were passing through uh, the Bedford, the, all of your subjects there were acknowledging you, and there yes. was a lot of smiles, demands for your time. <laughs> uh, in fact, there is a, a charity show that's been holding now for three hours
3: for you to arrive. Go.
0: <laughs> I've just been on Twitter, they're holding the show still. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh uh, yeah, I signed up to do a gig for three hours hence, and that was three and a half hours ago.
0: Well, that, that, that cat sanctuary won't get much race tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have met before. Uh, you are, in fact, my teacher, sensei. Some Indeed, would say. we
3: we we met on a Greek island. It's rather romantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is we're it? Called Skiros, where um we're, well you signed up Well, you were on my course. I was yes. teaching a course. The title of which eludes me. Uh, but it was something... After
0: being on the course, I, the title still <laughs> eludes me. Well, it
3: was writing
0: comedy uh, on a beautiful Greek island. Now, we also uh, met on the last night on your Gentleman's Tour, a five-year rambling tour. You see the connection I have made there. And that was, that was 2011. How oh, do you yes. do a five-year tour?
3: Well, <laughs> well, you don't do too many gigs, one thing. I mean, you know, there's different types of touring uh, and the type I've been doing for five years was probably, you know, I didn't do the summer. I was probably at Edinburgh or various festivals. It was only at either end of the year, so probably eight months and I probably only did about average five a month, say. So it was hardly more than one a week Uh, and You know, whereas of course a lot of people do, you know, Tuesday, Aberdeen, Wednesday, Bournemouth, Friday, Dublin, Saturday, uh, uh, there's my agent, that's the thing you say, Saturday, uh, Island Man, go on, you do some.
0: Yeah, um, well then straight down to Newtown, straight through to Welshpool, then you're over to Bristol.
3: Yeah. Bristol to uh, Aberdeen again. You got, got to So a do you do? Bucket.
0: Did did did? How do you pick your venues? Is it by invite or is it? I haven't been. You haven't been there before, or is a it? A bit of both.
3: I, I I do it through uh, Lake in MacArthur. You book uh, people like Lem Sisay and Rory Brenner and probably Mark Steele and you know. And uh, oh, don't no, I do. Book Mark Steele. Don't care. But anyway, the, uh, sort of that, George Mombio, I think is on there. But anyway, and they write and say, do you want to do this gig or that gig? And usually I say, yes, if, especially if it's somewhere I've never been or and I like to tie it in with a bit of a ramble the next day while I reflect on what I did and um, and going home. And I treat myself when I'm doing a one-man show, if it's a weekend, to the weekend supplement on the train and travel back first class and I take my slippers and put my slippers on on the train. Uh, these are quite famous slippers. I'll put a photo of these.
0: <laughs> Purchased in Athens, are they? Those yeah, ones? well, or, I've got new do you I've have train slippers?
3: Has, they're my Radio 4 Extra slippers. Right. They live in the Radio 4 Extra studio in the bowels of Broadcasting House. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not in the bowels, in the, in the upper uh, annals. Uh, but, and then I've also got... I had a wonderful pair of moccasins that I've left at my mother-in-law's. I'm gutted. And me. I've got this cheap pair from Shoe Zone, which is now. Yeah, but I could do with well, some slippers. If anyone h- out there is listening, wants to send me some slippers in return, I'll wear them. How can you refuse that offer?
0: So, okay, you've come to the end of that tour, uh, but you're still gigging.
3: Yeah, I, I, in a sense, I'm having a little bit of a breather. What I'd really like to do is write a play again. I haven't written a play for years, but I. <laughs> It's quite nice to create something you're not in, I find, and to observe it from a distance and indeed to let it go off on its own way, which in a sense is like a book too but uh, and I don't know I don't think I've quite finished with the stage, but anyway, I'm essentially having a little bit of a breather. I do radio for it, so'm doing you know i do I'm a freelance, you know I follow me nose a few voiceovers if you
0: if you do look back on uh, looking back on your the, the career, the things you do. What I find interesting is that variety. Like you've mentioned the playwriting, the presenting, the, the performing, the stand-up. Uh, but again, looking at what, you, you, what you've what you done over the years in Edinburgh, I mean, you, that's that's more akin to
3: performance art than well, stand-up. In some way, well, I take that as a compliment in a way. I, I, I've always felt... Well, I went up to Edinburgh the first few years of my career in a review company, and there it was a kind of career thing partly. But once I had become, you know successful enough I, from my own point of view I just wanted to experiment in Edinburgh and I think Edinburgh for my mind was always somewhere it's on the fringe it's not the thing it's the thing on the edge it's the and that aspect of uh, the festival which is lost to a degree now but nevertheless even now you know there's wild experimentation if if you've got an idea that you think oh, well maybe it's just good to try it in Edinburgh like, it's more complicated these days and potentially much more expensive. But yeah, I've always liked to... Yeah, I did an art thing a few years ago and I, I like to do outdoor shows. I'm thinking of doing an outdoor show this year, uh, but I haven't put it in the programme because more and more I wonder if you really need to be in the Fringe programme. Is
0: your audience there? Do you have that? Because you are you are famously Mr Edinburgh.
3: Yeah, I I, I don't know really. It, it, it's never clear to me. I mean, I, I am... I, Get spotted a lot in Edinburgh more than anywhere else, probably, and people do seem to know. It doesn't necessarily mean that I can I can't sell big venues in Edinburgh. No, you know, but, it's by me, but it's just that, like, say, looking back, the things you do. So last year was the pissed up chat
0: show. Because oh, chat yeah. shows have become very, you know, the thing to do in Edinburgh. Yeah, as an outsider strong. looking in, uh, well, I
3: didn't know that at the time. And anyway, mine was a kind of
0: anti-chat yeah. show. obviously <laughs> did you? But then there's, you know, going back, there was there was like like promenade. Immersive yeah. Hamlet, and then there's famously your tours, and they're all quite. I mean, I know there's more thought and depth behind it. They're all kind of stunt. Yeah. Aspects. Well, it. it's
3: funny, you know. I've, when I started out, I wasn't doing stand up. There wasn't really a, a stand up tradition that interested me. You know, it was tending to be kind of fat blokes in frilly shirts. I was doing review. I take that, I take
0: that as a compliment.
3: <laughs> I was doing review where we did characters and sort of. And it was more of a kind of showy thing. You know, we had costumes and changes and props, and and I've always wanted to. I've always kept that a bit because, of course, the pure stand-up, in a sense, it doesn't matter what he's wearing. He just that or she here, she's just standing there talking. That's what counts. You know, costume or all the rest is irrelevant. But sometimes I like to be the bloke in a funny pair of pants, yeah. or to suddenly occasionally and and Edinburgh is a place where i like to experiment with that kind of notion and outdoors and there's different a kind of forms i mean in a sense to think of a new form is always the most interesting thing well, what's the difference in the writing process
0: between the playwright the stand-up and the self that you know you, you i'm assuming it was self-penned you didn't have a ghost did you for the autobiography
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um well, I mean, in all sort in of you're writing prose for one thing, which is a slightly different. Obviously, it's different from writing. Was that
0: uh, your first go um, at
3: well, long I, form? I mean, I'd written short stories and uh, and I had written half a novel once. Uh, and in fact, I wrote a novel called um, Pointless Hoax, which uh, uh, kind of bombed and no one really noticed it. But I had, but that was a sort of fairly slim novel. It was the first time I'd done prose for a long time. <laughs> But, of course, it's the story of your life. But writing that down is... When was that? Where when? do you start it? What Which bits do you leave in and put out? Which is typical of you? How much self-analysis do you do? How much do you describe just a series of funny stories? How much do you... And, I, I, you know, how are your sentences? Are they long or short? Do you have a subordinate clause? Do you use the word uh, egregious? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed writing it, but it was a solitary pursuit. It was all writing. It's a very it's tender look at both yourself, your career and your family and um,
0: it's a very, it's a very, your, your, your dad's Sid is threaded throughout it and, and your mum's yeah, story.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't, um, you know, there aren't, you know, what you want is a second and third act in it, you know, who is it, Richard Ellman said about Oscar Wilde, about, you know, um, someone wrote about Richard Ellman's biography of Oscar Wilde, uh, Oscar Wilde lived his life as though for the perfect biography. And Richard Ellman has paid him the compliment of writing it, and I always thought, you know, yeah, it, it, my life is not as dramatic as Oscar Wilde's, for example, or most people's, you know. But I did have the big thing about when I nearly died from drink, uh, but you know, I had a happy upbringing, which is not great in a sense okay. for writing. What's your writing rigor now? What, do you, what's your writers' right? Where do you
0: sit? Is it? A, do you have a daily process? Or
3: well, to be honest, at the moment, what I need. Uh, you know, I'm not writing much at the moment. I, mean, I do a bit of journalism. and it, it, That's easy to get distracted by gigs, which in a sense are easier to do And I do the radio. So at the moment, I'm embarrassed. So, but I'm not a writer because I'm not writing anything. Is, twi- but, is Twitter where you test gags? Well, I do to an extent, yes. I mean, I, I'm not much of a one for... Um, I don't really do Facebook and I don't... You know, I'm not really a big computery man, but I do tweet because... You know, it's a perfect medium in a sense for trying out short gags, which you know, in some sense, are the lifeblood of comedy. Uh, You know, if you've got a string of one liners, no one's disappointed with that. And you, uh, and in the was it one hundred and sixty, one hundred and forty, one hundred and forty yeah. You know, that is a you know, you should be able to get a one liner into that pretty well. And I find that I know. The reaction you get, so, you know, sometimes it gets retweeted a, a lot of times, and you think, well, maybe that's not bad. And I remember them, whereas before, I used to write on a notebook, i then leave on the bus. So, like for example, I, I tweeted one the other day. Um, uh, I was being I had been chased down the road by a maniacal cardiac surgeon. He was a man after my own heart, and that got quite a lot of retweets. I tried it, and it did get a bit of a, as you gets a kind of groan, but nevertheless, it was quite pleasing. And a few of them I know. Uh, yeah, tweet, uh, Twitter is an intriguing thing. It's a weird thought, in a sense, to think, well, I could just write something here now and anyone in the world potentially can read it almost immediately.
0: Um, I'm really <laughs> pleased to have had this time and we're very grateful. Uh, thank you very much, uh,
3: Mr Guth, Arthur Smith. It's been a pleasure and your hypno will be kicking in any moment. <laughs>
2: Good, Gav. I've got a few things to bring up. Firstly, one, there's three. Here we go with the first one. Yeah. One, you went on a writing comedy course and this is the best we're doing. <laughs> right. No response. Yep. You can respond in a minute. Okay. Two, number one. slightly jealous of your bromance. I thought I was your number one guy, but it turns out if everyone, not... everyone thinks that. Very offensive. Yeah. And three. Yeah. You know, you're quite annoyed if I'm a bit drunk or a bit hungover on this
0: podcast. Today, I'm perfectly sober. I had a root beer beforehand, a lovely, delicious drink. Yeah.
2: You were a bit pissed there.
0: Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I, it, it was part of an entertaining evening by the Mayor of Balaam. It came out as the Nightmare of Ballam. It's the Night Mayor. The Mayor. The Mayor of Balaam. Uh, yeah, yes, he's a very good host. And um, as, as I say, I, I don't remember anything after the recording. <laughs> Uh, yes, I did. Um, your boss did for my fortieth, and I know on this podcast I come across as about thirty-eight, thirty-seven. My fortieth birthday last year, she did buy me this, and um, no, it was a really good course. Uh, uh, just spent, spent some real quality time with some really, really uh, good people on a uh, beautiful island of Skiros, uh, where we did have a stab and we had a go with writing bits and pieces and trying some bits and pieces out, and and yeah, and you know, I still have that midlife crisis. Aspiration of, of doing some performance and some stand up, uh, but you know there's still outlets there's still
2: opportunities indeed, and you are working with Arthur coming up at the other belly uh,
0: yes um, the Arthur is doing a, a benefit for for her M- royal majesty. Um, for the Royal Yacht at the Otherbelly Festival and um, he's asked me to produce it for him. That sounds very grandiose. What does that involve, Cuff? Just uh, share with the listeners. Big fur coat and a uh, cigar and just wandering around getting his uh, dressing room painted. Before. It basically is currently emailing and trying to squeeze out some uh, some, uh, some system as some a process. It's going to be a fantastic gig. Uh, July the 6th at the Adderbelli, uh the upturned uh, purple cow on the south bank of and a, which is actually a fantastic festival there's loads it's like a three month comedy jamboree so if you haven't had a look and, and um, obviously we want you to go to the website and look for arthur smith's uh, gig at the adderbelly festival but if you are in and around london as i know that some of some of our listeners are uh, there's some really fantastic people uh, lots of people doing Edinburgh tryouts. Uh, some really interesting, I- I- exciting characters. We uh, got the opportunity. Uh, your boss and I to go to the launch.
2: Again, um, no invite for me there. So no. I don't really, I don't really see what I'm getting out of this apart from not getting the sack. But
0: yeah that's basically it in the current climate you <laughs> know you got to work with these things you can't muck around so, so that's fun and, it, and um, uh, currently I'm, I'm just helping Arthur with a little bit of being a bit of a web, web slave so he's got, he's got a really good blog going uh, some old stuff some new stuff at his website you can just google arthursmith.co.uk uh, and uh, Facebook as well Facebook come and join Arthur in that interview says he doesn't really do Facebook uh, you know that's uh, that, that was a lie Bringing exclusives to the pod. Thanks, Gav. (laughs) Thank you very much. Now, Pete, you know, it's quite exciting and disappointing moment. We've got a rollover. (laughs) Nobody, nobody (laughs) has won the signed Richard Herring programme from Podcast 2. You're claiming, telling me that no one has emailed us. (sighs) No, um, I did set it up as nobody has won it. but Yes, nobody did enter. So this is a rollover. The prize is a signed, hard-backed copy of My Name is Daphne Fairfax, the genuinely fantastic uh, autobiography from Arthur Smith. Signed, and this time there's a competitive element. Can we just say, that yeah. book retails unsigned for 18 ninety nine? 99 18 99 we're looking at it right now. So for free, plus the rollover prize of the signed Richard Herring programme in that book. Arthur has written a number, a number between 1 and 100. The person closest to that number will win those two prizes. Is it 7? No.
2: Well, a little help there, listener.
0: Listeners, It's not 7, but it could be close. Uh, so, so think about it this way. If you fancy a free book, have a go. Email us, funnylookingpod at gmail.com. And the person closest to that number will win that prize. We did what we said we were going to do, and I
2: think we've added a little bit more. It's been a, it's been a fun time. It's been, do you know, what if you don't do this hungover or drunk? It's 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 a easier, mm-hmm. and b borders on enjoyable at times. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad you stuck with it, and
0: uh, yeah, yeah, you go go back into work in the morning. Wonderful, wonderful news Well, we would really genuinely like to hear from you We would like to know uh, I could take it or leave it, to be honest The sort of people who, what's that? Uh, Turn that, your
2: phone off Was no, <laughs> yes. that your
0: agent? Yeah, it was my agent calling in uh, No, that was, that was spam um, We really would like to hear from you uh, e- We want to know if uh, we are amusing you Ooh. What was that? I don't know. I'm, I'm really disappointed with this. It was such a good podcast, and we completely it was ruined going it. So well, you stopped rambling like a madman for most of it as well. It's because I wasn't drunk or hungover. Okay, here's to podcast number four. Tweet us. All the details are in yeah, the back end of this podcast. Come and talk to us. Tell us what you think. But but play fair. Be nice. We just we just basically need friends. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye.
2: You can't stop it now, can you? Uh, We're going to have to keep podcasting. I can't stop. Use right, the off button. Right, podcast four. Um... <laughs>